Hello there, everyone. I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to answer it honestly. Do you ever remember a time when someone came to you with something they were really enthusiastic and excited about? Instead of validating that, something about it made you super uncomfortable, and so instead of adding to the fire of their enthusiasm, you put water on it instead? I also want you to think about whether you were ever on the opposite side of this. Were you ever super enthusiastic or excited about something, and you went to tell someone about that, and they put that fire out with water instead? Chances are, we've been on both sides of this equation. This is one example of positive emotion invalidation. In the past, I've talked a lot about the invalidation of negative emotions and how to deal with emotions in general. If you want to know more about this, you can watch my video on YouTube titled The Emotional Wake-Up Call. In general, around the world, negative emotions are less acceptable than positive emotions. But that's not to say that we never invalidate positive emotions. Often, we disapprove of, dismiss, disregard, invalidate, trivialize, and suppress positive emotions in ourselves and in other people as well. There is hardly anything worse than feeling negative emotion, not feeling great, and having some bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, happy person come along and express how incredibly wonderful their life is. The first thing you want to do is kill them. Essentially, it makes us more aware of how bad we feel. So it's understandable that we would see this person as a threat to us. After all, we experience their happiness causing us pain, and often by completely invalidating our pain. Did you catch that? Their happiness, in fact, invalidates our own negative emotion, which feels terrible. We come to this life with absolutely no concept that some aspects of us are acceptable and some aspects of us are unacceptable. This includes the way we feel. We do not come to this life thinking certain emotions or even expressing certain emotions is okay and some are not okay. What does this mean? It means we learn that some are okay and some are not okay in the process of socialization. When a parent or authority figure disapproves of their child's emotion or dismisses it, the child begins to accept the parent's estimation of the event and learns to doubt his or her own judgment. As a result, the child loses confidence in themselves. The child learns that they have no right to feel how they feel. In short, they learn that it's wrong to feel the way that they feel. But here's the crux. The child believes that if it's wrong to feel the way they feel, but that they feel that way, something must be wrong with them. This is true regardless of whether the child is feeling a positive emotion or a negative emotion. So many times over the last years, I have talked about the difference between love and identification slash attachment. Now the reality is, is that a great many parents subconsciously have children so that those children can validate them as a person. Essentially, the child serves to bolster the self-esteem of the parent. It's more common than you think. But it's conditional love. As a result, as long as that child is doing and saying and acting in ways that bolster the parent's sense of self, the parent will experience love towards that child. However, if the child is not doing and saying and behaving in ways that bolster that parent's self-concept, the parent will perceive the child as a threat. When you grow up with this kind of parent, a very interesting flip occurs. 
Instead of the parent mirroring the emotion in their child, the parent expects the child to mirror their emotions instead. When you grow up with this kind of parent, it is not acceptable to feel differently than how they feel. So if mom feels bad, you are to feel bad. If mom feels good, you are to feel good. And if there is any deviation between the way you feel and the way that that parent feels, you're the one that's wrong. Now, this whole condition is, of course, incredibly compounded if somebody experiences negative things occurring on the heels of feeling positive emotion. To understand more about this, I want you to watch my video on YouTube titled When Happiness is a Bad Thing. Another common form of the invalidation of positive emotion is criticism. So to understand more about this, you can watch my video on YouTube titled Criticism. But for the sake of the majority of this video, I am going to focus on the most dominant way that we invalidate positive emotion in other people. I'm going to start in childhood. The most common positive emotional state that parents tend to invalidate, trivialize, dismiss, or disapprove of is enthusiasm. This is the moment that a child runs into the room excited about something, and instead of mirroring the enthusiasm and enabling the child to act on the enthusiasm, the parent tells them why they shouldn't get ahead of themselves, or why it's not going to work, or why it's not okay to feel that way. Or they act as if the enthusiasm takes away from them in some way, and away from what the parent wants. Essentially, they pull the wind out of the child's sails. This is the surefire way to diminish the child's self-esteem, diminish their energy levels, diminish their self-trust, cause them to go to war with their own positive emotion, and to destroy the child's capacity to convert inspiration into action and results as an adult. As ridiculous as this may seem, parents invalidate their children in this way all the time. That's why it's a popular theme in Hollywood. Just think about it. Do you know how many Hollywood movies revolve around the theme of a child being enthusiastic and having to succeed at something despite the resistance, the invalidation, the disapproval of one of their parents? And what we do is we sit down and we watch these movies and we're always rooting for the child. Oh my God, please let them make it. Oh my God, what an asshole parent. I am so excited when by the end of the movie they succeed despite the parent. And then what do we do? We walk out of the movie theater and we do the very same thing to our own children. This would be bad enough if this was limited to our childhood, but unfortunately that's not how things work. Childhood is the foundation of who we are meant to become. It's essentially the root of the plant that then grows. And so what do we find? we become adults who invalidate the crap out of each other's positive emotion as well. This is a travesty. The amount of expansion we are preventing by doing this is absolutely astonishing. Rather than make this episode all about the damage that can be caused by invalidating people's positive emotions, I'm just going to ask you to be introspective. I want you to look back over what you remember of your childhood and life in general. Do you remember when you felt super, super excited, or positive emotion, how the adults in your environment treated that emotional experience. Try to remember times where you expressed positive emotions, such as enthusiasm or excitement, and people met that excitement with disapproval, discouragement, dismissal, invalidation, or trivialization. Try to remember the way it felt to have your fire doused with water, and try to see if you can identify how that affected you over the course of your life and even today. 
Do you distrust your own enthusiasm? Do you feel inspired at all? Do you feel like you will succeed at what you feel inspired to do? Do you counsel other people to doubt their own enthusiasm? Are you living your passion right now, or did you choose to do what you learned was logical and safe to do? Now, the good news is, just like negative emotions, there are concrete steps that we can take relative to other people's positive emotions. I'm going to expose them to you today because they will form the heart of intimacy in your relationships. And these steps, they go for whether you are dealing with a child or an adult. Step one, become aware of how the other person feels. Step two, acknowledge, admit to the fact that the way they feel is valid and is important. Three, listen to the emotion empathetically so as to understand why they feel the way that they feel. You want to seek to understand more so than to agree. This allows the other person to feel safe to be vulnerable without the fear of judgment. Now it's easy to think that there's nothing vulnerable about feeling a positive emotion, but there is. Especially if you're dealing with a person who has had their positive emotion be treated with any kind of cruelty in the past. Four, acknowledge and validate the way that they feel. This may include helping people to label the emotions that they feel. Now, if somebody is really in the act of suppressing their positive emotions, if they've learned that positive emotions are not safe to feel or can't be trusted, they will have a very hard time actually identifying the positive emotion that they feel. So helping them to do that may be a critical step. When I say validate someone's emotions, I mean make it right for them to feel that way. And they always are right. Now the thing is, is that we can validate someone's emotions without validating how they think. Here's an example. Let's say a friend of yours comes to you and says, oh my God, I just feel amazing. I feel like I'm on cloud nine. I know that this guy is the guy I'm meant to be with for the rest of my life. You don't have to validate that person by saying, you're right, you know, you are meant to be with him for the rest of your whole life. But what you can do is say, wow, you're right. That must feel really amazing. Why? Because based on their perspective, the way they feel is always 100% right because it is always a perfect reflection of their perspective. There is no such thing as a wrong emotion. Five, allow that person to feel how they feel and to fully experience those positive emotions for as long as they last without making yourself an impediment to the way that they feel. And step six, and this is going to be the most difficult step, to enable them in any way that feels good to you, to use the way they feel, to call them towards positive action. In other words, lend your energy to the forward momentum that their positive emotion creates in them instead of turning against it or diminishing it. If you ever feel tempted to issue a warning to someone who is feeling positive emotion, you need to canvas that warning in a way where it seems like you are adding to the momentum, adding to the success of their direction, as opposed to contradicting it. I'll give you an example of what I mean. 
Let's pretend that your kid runs in the room and says, Oh my God, I figured it out. When I grow up, I want to be a professional horseback rider. If you are going to be the kind of person who turns yourself against that enthusiasm, you're going to say, no. In fact, you need to realize that riding horses cost too much money for this family. Shachink. Yeah, no, that is not the way to behave. The proper response is this, and this is a warning. You know, riding horses costs a lot of money. So why don't we brainstorm ways that you or we as a family can afford to do that? We have to be willing to allow people to go in the direction of their expansion. And the direction of their expansion will always be reflected to them in the form of their positive emotions. We have to allow people to experience the consequences of their own choices, whether those choices were the result of positive inspiration or negative urges. But I'm going to give you a little hint. If you talk to people who fail miserably by society's standards, it's something they felt incredibly inspired to do. That person's never going to tell you that they regret having done it. Plus, there is no substitute for learning through experience. If, God forbid, we ever end up in a situation where there is a conflict between our needs and the other person's needs, a situation where, regardless of their enthusiasm and our desire to support their enthusiasm, we feel as if we cannot lend our energy to the direction of their momentum, this is quite common when we look at somebody and judge that they're making a mistake, then this is what we have to do. We never make them wrong for feeling the enthusiasm or for feeling the positive emotions. And we never make them wrong for wanting to act on it. We never give them the impression that the way that they feel is wrong. Instead, what we do is this. We follow the first four steps completely. And then we either enable them to act on the enthusiasm without us, or we make our resistance about our own emotion, such as fear, which is equally valid. This may be the time to turn your attention towards yourself and to practice, either alone or together, the steps for dealing with a negative emotion, which I presented in my video on YouTube titled, The Emotional Wake-Up Call. Whatever you do, steer completely clear of saying or doing anything to suggest that they or you should distrust their or your own emotion. Your emotion is always the perfect reflection of your perspective. It's simply that your perspectives, i.e. thoughts, currently differ. Now what you must never forget is that you are in a relationship, primarily, first and foremost, with yourself. You have to live in your skin every day. So what does this mean about positive emotions? You don't get to deny, dismiss, reject, or disown those either. <laughs> that means the previous six steps that I have given you to apply to other people, you apply to yourself. Never be ashamed of how you feel. Your feelings are valid. If you feel an emotion, there's a good reason that you're feeling that emotion. Don't let anyone tell you how you should or shouldn't feel. You deserve a relationship where your emotions matter. And the fastest way to get to that relationship is to decide that your own emotions matter. This includes your positive emotions. Decide that your positive emotions matter enough that you are willing to follow them throughout the world regardless of what direction they may take you. Have a good week.